This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, over the last seven days or so, the war in Ukraine, Putin's war, has taken a turn in favour of the Ukrainians. And over the last few days, Ukraine has gained over 3,000 square kilometres of territory, uh, which is a lot of territory and have driven some of the Russians back to within 50 kilometers of their border. This is uh, reported today in the Irish Times. The Russians claim that this was a planned redeployment of its forces. However, uh, Ukraine's uh, soldiers and uh, leaders wonder why, if it was planned, the Russians left their tanks and other armored vehicles and large stores of ammunition behind them. So maybe it's a change for the better for U- Ukraine. But we're joined now from Kiev by Johnny O'Reilly. Uh, Johnny is a filmmaker and journalist, and he's been covering this war all the time. He's been out in the war zones, and he also, in his past, lived in Moscow. Johnny, thank you very much for joining us. Just on that last point, you're familiar with Russia. You lived in Moscow. One thing rarely seen, if ever, is public criticism of Vladimir Putin on the state media. But I've seen on Twitter this morning very public criticism of uh, Vladimir Putin, quite s- sort of, uh, by their standards, strident stuff. Yeah, very strident. There has been a change uh, both on the battlefield and in the TV studios uh, in Russia, both of which are important parts of Russia's hybrid war. Um, the, the liberal voices have been completely quashed since uh, the war started. Yes. But um, on the far right, the voices which pushed for um, a full mobilization, a declaration of war, uh, were allowed to put forward views that were, uh, you know, uh, critical of the uh, regime. And those voices have become extremely loud over the weekend. Leading the charge is uh, Ramzan Kadyrov, the president of the Chechen Republic, a uh, devout Muslim and uh, well known for his uh, terrible um, killings and uh, bloodthirsty um, way of speaking. Um, He 
he uh, has claimed that uh, the, the the government have lost control of the war and that he intends speaking to Putin directly about it. Uh, also, over the weekend, in uh, one of the main flagship television channels, uh, NTV, on one of their nightly primetime chat shows, political chat shows, one of the participants basically gave up on all of the propaganda that he was supposed to uh, give out and just said that they will never defeat the Ukrainians, that they're losing the battle and they'll probably lose and everything's over for us. And it was quite a shocking moment with, uh, for, uh, for, you know, within the, the Russian media landscape. Yes. Um, so yeah, the, you, the chinks are starting to show in, in the armor of the uh, R- Russian propaganda state. Yes. And St. Petersburg, of course, is, Putin's home city, and two district councils there sent a letter to Putin, and it was quite scathing in its uh, observations, I believe. Yeah, the letter claimed that uh, he he was a traitor and that uh, he should be tried as a war criminal. So they uh, took the decision that... Um, they should, you know, lead some kind of a charge against Putin. Um, and what's been very interesting over the weekend is there have been municipal elections across the whole country. Uh, of course, most of the municipal authorities were won by pro-Russian um, politicians, uh, but, uh, you know, accompanied with that has been huge uh, claims of uh, che- vote uh, cheating. And um, so, yeah, th- th- there's a big expectation that um, that s- many mun- new mun- municipal authorities may find a, a, a voice against the, the, the system. This is dangerous for Putin, as I'm sure you'll uh, confirm Uh, Johnny, uh, let's move to where the action was taking place. I think it's uh, the northeast of the country, Kharkiv, uh, in that region. And you've been down there, I know, uh, and you have been in some pretty dangerous places. But the gain of uh, 3,000 square kilometers of territory, that's a, a lot in five days. And also, it's it appears they did abandon their tanks and their weapons, uh, and they just legged it. Yeah, 3,000 square meters, 3,000 square kilometers is massive. It's about the same size as uh, County Dublin and County Wicklow together. Uh, Over 40 towns reclaimed by the Ukrainian forces east and south of Kharkiv uh, in what has been the biggest uh, battle formation initiated by the Ukrainians since the start of the war. A very complex uh, system of uh, aircraft, special forces, mechanized brigades, and importantly, uh, a, a misinformation campaign. So it, it, it all started back in June when the American and uh, the, the CIA effectively and the SBU, the Russian SBU, decided to uh, increase in their intelligence sharing system. Uh, the SBU has always been uh, 
fairly mistrusted in the West and even at home here because it's an offshoot of the Soviet KGB yes. and has a lot of um, Russian spies. So the intelligence gathering, intelligence sharing system that was uh, available to uh, the Ukrainians was always limited because of that mistrust. But Zelensky has been uh, slowly rooting out all of the Russian influence within the SBU. And a decision was taken in June to upgrade the information sharing with Ukraine. And what that meant was that Ukraine thereafter had almost real-time access to uh, the movements and battle formations of uh, the enemy. So armed with that information, they were able to put together a a fairly complex plan that included an important misinformation campaign. Um, So in August, Zelensky announced the uh, counteroffensive towards Kherson. Um, They deployed extra troops to the Kherson region, but they still retained other troops for uh, quick deployment elsewhere. They were then able to see where the Russian uh, increases came from. So Russia redeployed many troops from the Kharkiv area and other areas down to Kherson, and everyone thought that that's where the next big fight is going to be for the Kherson region, for the for Kherson city. But meantime, the uh, Ukrainians were monitoring uh, the rest of the two and a half thousand kilometer long front line for weak spots. And they determined that the biggest weak spot is just uh, west of uh, Kharkiv, just east, sorry, of Kharkiv, and they concentrated a lot of troops around there. And about one week ago, they made their attack. Now, if you can imagine, um, you know, you've got this very long line, uh, two and a half thousand kilometers long, much of it, uh, you know, characterized by, say, a river or some kind of a natural border. And where there's no natural border, you've basically got you know, one or two meter deep trenches. And that is the front line. And those trenches and the areas around those trenches are all dotted with uh, anti-artillery aircraft, tanks, and very strong, uh, uh, you know, defense mechanized uh, equipment, which are very hard to impregnate. But once you get across those front lines, then you've kind of got a free reign thereafter. So that's what happened. About five days ago. Yeah, and you, they've, they'd cut the Russians off from their supply lines, uh, is that, yeah. and the, which is very bad news uh, for the Russians. Yes, so they, they crossed the line just uh, n- n- northeast of, uh, sorry, just east of Kharkiv. And thereafter, once they got through the front line, they had uh, quite a free reign to move about 50 kilometers uh, kind of southeast towards uh, a town called Kupiansk. And Kupiansk is um, one of the, the, the whole of the Donbass region is very industrialized, large steel plants, coal, huge. Uh, it's the second city in, in uh, after Kiev, is it, Herzog? No, Kherson is down the south, and oh, it's sorry. not a big city. Kharkiv and that's where you were. You that's where you were filming a lot of uh, the 
stuff for your documentary, isn't it? Correct, yeah. I'm down in Kherson. But Kherson, the, 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 the counteroffensive towards Kherson seems to have been what they call a feint. So it was um, exaggerated in order to, to pull a lot of Russian troops away from the Kharkiv area right. and make Kharkiv a, a, a better place for uh, the real counteroffensive to take place. So that's what happened a week ago. They crossed over the lines near Kharkiv went straight over to a regional uh, logistical town called uh, um, Kupiansk, which controlled about 50% of the uh, rail lines going towards the, Den- the Donbass. They took over that. Then they surrounded Izium, a city uh, the size of Ennis or Carlo. And uh, in that city, there was between five and 15,000 uh, Russian troops who have, uh, many of whom are e- either encircled or have left uh, the town, leaving up to 1,500 mechanized uh, pieces of equipment, including tanks and, and uh, armored personnel vehicles. Um, and the, the Ukrainians are now behind the front lines in the Donbass region. So, the Russians are scampering to try and create a new front line. Yes. Um, they, they've, they've managed to secure uh, up to 3,000 square kilometers in the last three days. That may continue tomorrow and the day after. So the news is coming thick and fast uh, about the, the, the Russian army's collapse in that particular region. So that, that will have uh, political consequences back in Russia. So everyone is now waiting to see how Putin will address this. What will he say? Because his uh, media propagandists have already been talking about it and have admitted that they have been uh, forced into this situation. So it's, it's, very, it's very dynamic what's happening. And the uh, question of the next, uh, according to Zelensky, Ukrainian president, the next 90 days are critical. That's the next three months, taking us up to to December. But he is now talking, I mean, you're talking about the Donbass there, Johnny. I mean, since 2014, the Russians have basically held uh, the Donbass, haven't they? I think 16,000 people died. There has been fighting there since uh, 2014. And something that Zelensky said about a fortnight ago struck me. Uh, as odd, because he's talking not just about repelling the Russians uh, in what they're trying to achieve with Kiev and that, but kicking them out of the Donbass and also Crimea, Crimea, and they actually had a little win in the Crimea, or maybe a big one, when they used rockets and artillery to, to create a bit of havoc. Yeah, that's right. It's very much a stated goal of the Ukrainian uh, army and government to uh, repatriate all of their territories, including uh, Crimea. How realistic that is, it's hard to say. But uh, one can certainly imagine a situation in which when uh, the Ukrainians uh, achieve a certain amount of uh, battlefield advantage, that the Russian army will crumble and collapse because... The Russians don't have a, a kind of a motivating principle that is yes. giving them the will 
to 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 take risks, for example, you know, for the, their their own lives. Um, they've all been told lies about the reality of uh, Nazis in Ukraine. Uh, they've been uh, very stretched in terms of logistics, provision of even food and water. Huge amount of uh, r- reports of uh, desertions by the Russians. So there's a good chance that if the Russian army collapses, as it, it, you know, in a more broader sense, in the way that it has in the Kharkiv region, then yes, that could put Crimea in play. Um, but one could also argue that perhaps uh, the fortifications around Crimea might be too much for Ukraine to to overcome. There, there but, is a, uh, sorry, Johnny, I'm going to say to you just that some people in the West are speculating that if things are as bad for Putin or get as bad as uh, these stories you're telling us indicate, he may resort to the use of a tactical nuclear weapon, which people believe will bring NATO into the game and Russia will take a beating. Yeah, he he may do that. But uh, I think most observers... An analyst believe he probably won't. Yes, but uh, the I know the Ukrainians are not taking any chances, and they have issued their own troops with iodine tablets. Um, but I, my guess is that uh, he he won't do that. And some uh, special, some analysts, some intelligence reports have suggested that even if he issues an instruction to send yes. in a tactical nuclear weapon, that the instruction, good chance it won't be carried out. The other threat around the Zaporizhia uh, nuclear plant, that appears to have settled down over the last 48 hours. Is that accurate? Well, I think it's settled down because uh, for, for the same reason that the likelihood of Putin um, destroying that and irradiating, irradiating yeah. the whole region, including his home troops, uh, the, 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 the people who he claims are Russian speakers whom he is trying to save, and also the prevailing winds in that region blow eastwards over Russia. So for all those reasons, uh, it's unlikely that he will uh, uh, blow the nuclear power station open. But what he is trying to do for sure is to cut uh, the electricity supplies off from Ukraine and make the, the the autumn and the winter as miserable as possible. Yesterday, their response to the fall of the Kharkiv region was to attack um, multiple uh, hydroelectric uh, power stations in that region. And for a while, uh, electricity wa- was cut off, but uh, today they've uh, put it back on. It's very important to Ukraine that... Uh, Europe continues, and the United States uh, support doesn't seem to be in doubt. There are divisions in Europe, Johnny, as I'm sh- you may know, and we may have a new far-right government, or at least a government in Sweden, that uh, will contain politicians from the far-right. And in, in Hungary, for example, you have uh, now the EU is deciding whether to expel Hungary, really, because it no longer constitutes a democracy. 
So, but uh, Zelensky has done a superb job, hasn't he, in rallying uh, the world, really, to the Ukrainian cause. He has, yes, and um, his uh, Prime Minister, Denis Shimal, um, declared yesterday that they are intending and expecting to join the EU in full within yes. two years. Um, I certainly think that, um, especially post-Brexit, the EU is looking for a, um, you know, re- some form of rejuvenation, perhaps even, you know, yes. to be reinvented in a way. And uh, Zelensky is pointing the way, uh, certainly in the early days of the war, uh, there were some tectonic changes within the EU for a start. They provided, uh, they totally increased the defense uh, allocation uh, so that the EU is now a major contributor of arms and armaments yes. to the uh, to Ukraine simply just through its own budget. Uh, and of course, the Germans followed suit with a, 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 a change of policy over their own uh, defense uh, uh, procurement system. So that's already uh, happened. Those changes have already taken place. And I think the trajectory is quite strong and forthright with regards to Ukraine's accession to the EU. And my guess is that... Um, if, uh, you know, Zelensky remains in power, which, you know, one would expect he will win another election next year, which will take him, uh, from 23 to 2027. Yes. But, um, he will be embraced and certainly the, uh, the, the, the leaders within France, Germany will be happy to accept him given the rise of the right wing governments in, in those countries that you mentioned. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, to what extent, and you've lived in Russia, so you understand it, Johnny, to what extent can Putin withstand criticism? To what extent can he command the people and an army when he is being publicly criticized and in, in the body count, uh, dead uh, soldiers going home. Also, you have this Chechen leader really calling him out and saying he's made a mess of it. These are all serious. Uh, when you take them one by one, incrementally, his authority is being stripped from him. Yeah, his his authority has very much been stripped uh, as a result of the battlefield defeats uh, in yes. uh, Ukraine. And if they continue, his political fortunes will, will continue in the same manner. Uh, I have no doubt that if Ukraine achieves a clear victory, that uh, Putin's days will be numbered. Um, he is very uh, synonymous with this war, as you mentioned. It, it is it Putin's, is Putin's war. war. I mean, it's it's referred to here, Johnny, and uh, yeah. everywhere as Putin's war, and it clearly is, isn't it? It clearly is, and 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 people in Russia clearly recognise that as well. Um, there there have been some quite interesting articles. One by. Um, uh, a, a woman who wrote for the Moscow Times in which she interviewed anonymously um, leaders of the elite with whom she had uh, personal connections with. And all of them, she said, uh, uh, none of them support the war. They're very dis uh, depressed uh, about what has happened. And they are all counting down the days before Putin uh, is relieved of his power. So I have no doubt that uh, Putin's days are numbered myself. I think uh, he, he will be gone by Christmas because the battlefield dynamics seem to be all in Ukraine's favor at the moment. And uh, if that continues, I think Putin will have no way out. He won't be able to um, spin this in any way that can be uh, construed as uh, as a victory. And, yeah, uh, one of the Zelensky is in a statement yesterday, uh, which was almost contemptuous of, of Putin, he said, you won't think now that we're one people. You won't think now that we'll lie down and let you take us. And it was openly contemptuous, not just of Putin, but of the rationale for the war. And Putin's rationale for the war, which was, there is no such place as Ukraine. We are all one. That idea appears now in the light of Ukraine's heroic resistance to be nonsense. It, it is. And uh, I mean, what, what's interesting is that, uh, you know, in the sweep of history, these decisions are determined by battles. Yes. So the you know Ukraine will uh, establish its identity for centuries to come or for yes. generations to come by winning this war, um, and and that is what they are fighting for. So the, the 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 that kind of has its own logic itself, you know. Just let me ask you a final question, Johnny, about your own position there and your own observation of 
the mood of the people in Ukraine, it seems to us in the reports that we're getting to be extraordinarily heroic, defiant, and almost in this six months, seven months almost campaign, this conflict, the Ukrainians have really discovered another dimension to their identity as a people. They have, and they've they've had a bit of practice, if you like, with this, with the Maidan Revolution. Yes, where which was a very dangerous moment in their history. It was very dangerous for the people to gather in that uh, city center square in Kiev for all those months. Yes, and they tasted. Uh, a, a, they had. They felt the taste of uh, democratic victory then, and certainly the. the that was uh, when Putin guys, tried to impose a puppet. Uh, government. Yeah, exactly. So Putin, I mean, the Russians always have had an influence here politically since the end of the Soviet Union. But uh, as the political systems evolved along different paths, the, uh, the, 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 the it was inevitable that there was always going to be this clash. Uh, it's an ideological clash which Putin has sought to yes. uh, read, you know, to redefine as a as a nationalist historical one. And to be fair, many of the Ukrainians have gone along with that and consider this to be a, an empirical. Uh, you know, and, and you know, an effort of empire building by the Russians. But I see it much more as just an ideological clash that Putin has created this enemy in order to uh, rally the people around him, because his yes. real enemy are his own people. His yes. real enemy are the opposition and the people who have who are threatening to reveal the truth of uh, corruption in his regime. And uh, that that is why this whole effort has been built on lies. And these are lies which uh, create a, a, a military system which is uh, very weak, and also a political system which is which is weak. The whole system is a house of cards and uh, w- will most likely collapse with the uh, defeat in Ukraine. Okay, Johnny, um, we're very grateful to you for joining us. Johnny O'Reilly is a filmmaker and journalist, and he has been a very welcome guest, and we're very uh, grateful to him for his uh, appearances on the stand and we hope to talk to you soon Johnny Uh, thank you very much for now and take care of yourself of course and we're grateful to Johnny to all of you who listened that's all we have time for now we'll talk to you soon It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.